What is up, ladies and gentlemen? What a time to be alive. I am your host with the most, as always, Darius Riddick, a.k.a. Riddick the Line, and welcome to another episode of Constructing the Beast, Viable Vigor segment. And, you know, for those of you that don't know, this segment is based off, you know, creating a dominant, more ass-kicking you from the inside, out, outside, and all around the physical portions of what it takes to be an elite athlete. And not only that, just be physically healthy in your day-to-day lifestyle. I say it once, I'll say it again, I say it all the time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here because without you, without your support, without your love, none of this would be even remotely possible. So without further ado, today's principle is the principle of flexibility. And I know I probably say it a lot too, but this is so important because without flexibility, you can't really function, to be honest. I mean, it's it's just one of those ones where without it, it doesn't make anything else work, okay? So I encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, if you do find some information useful to you, which I guarantee you will, then please share it with those that you love, the ones that you want to build up, because that is how we create a more dominant ass-kicking society. We don't need to be selfish with the information we learn. Why not share it with everyone? All right? So first things first, a couple things we're going to cover in the importance of flexibility are relative flexibility and how the lack of flexibility is impeding you from great workouts muscle imbalances and how overstretching can cause muscular overcompensation and bear with me here the scientific term for what we call altered reciprocal inhibition and i'll explain that a little bit later and how ari and understretching not only affects prime movers but antagonists as well so first things first what is the definition of flexibility flexibility is the joint and muscles ability to work through its full range of motion. So when we talk about relative flexibility, that simply means your joint is unable to move through its full range of motion with the assistance of muscles. This is caused when non-thorough or improper stretches are completed. For example, a lot of, uh, how you say, amateur athletes or people who don't really know how the body functions do a tricep stretch in one direction, right? And it happens to just be, you know, behind the head when you grab that elbow and pull down. But don't forget, right, that the tricep is indeed a three-weight giggity muscle that operates on three different heads in three different directions, okay? So... When you work out the tricep as such, so whenever you go into your workouts, if you're doing arms or you're trying to grow your triceps, you are doing it in three separate directions, right? May that be bent over, overhead, or standing. Um, The same way goes for if you were to stretch them. If not, then only one part of the tricep will be elongated, which leads to muscle imbalances. So now one part of the tricep is relaxed more than the other two. So when you come back to redo that tricep, Two of them are not going to function as well as the other one will. And that's how one muscle overcompensates for the other ones. And this happens with a lot of them. Say your hamstrings, right? Three different muscles there. Your quadriceps, four different muscles there. Your calves, two different muscles there. It happens every time. So whatever angle you work out at is the same angle you need to stretch at and vice versa. And this is the best way to prevent it. Just don't choose favorites. If you're going to work out your muscles in a certain way, then you have to stretch your muscles in that same exact way every single time. If not, 
one will be found overpowering the other one. So I know that probably comes as a surprise, but it's a really com simple concept, okay? But the next part, and you really want to pay attention, is where we get into why flexibility is actually so important. It's what I mentioned earlier called altered reciprocal inhibition. <clears throat> so let's use this in scientific terms, okay? Like Newton's third law, every action has an equal or opposite reaction. In this case, they will indeed be opposite. We refer to them as antagonists or opposing muscles, okay? So biceps are the prime movers. The opposing muscle would be the tricep. Pector pectorals, the opposing muscles, would be in the back, okay? So it, it goes back and forth, okay? The example we'll use is in a lat pull-down, right? The focus is a contraction of the dorsi or lats. The lats function as the prime mover or major muscle, which means the pectoralis major is going to function as the antagonist or opposing muscle. In this exercise, in order for the lats to completely contract in a full repetition, the chest has to completely stretch. And this concept is why in some workouts, I say it's good to uh, do them together because when a prime mover and an antagonist can work together or like in, in its synergy, then it is the greatest functioning that your body, it's it's like harmony, right? It's like if, if two angels had sex, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I hope that doesn't offend anybody, but you get the point what I'm saying, okay? This is just an example, but where the problem comes in is if the antagonist is too tight to completely stretch. Ah, now in order for the prime mover to contract, other muscles not associated with the primary movement will have to provide extra assistance. So I know that was a lot of information, but let me wrap that up again for you. Altered reciprocal inhibition, right, is when your prime mover, whenever it goes to perform its movement, it has to completely contract. The opposite and opposing muscle, known as the antagonist, has to completely relax or stretch. If the antagonist is not properly relaxed or properly stretched, then the prime mover cannot perform its major function. And that causes other muscles that are not associated with the primary movement to provide extra assistance. Now, this is not good because now your muscles are being overworked in an irregular manner, which can lead to uneven muscle patterns. Pattern overload and hyperdominance or synergistic dominance, which means other muscles that aren't associated with it are now taking over. Okay, so basically, the body is going to compensate in a lot of other areas. This exercise is most obvious in the squat. I see it all the time. You'll see uh, arched backs or extra widened stances and half squats. And this is why, right, that altered reciprocal inhibition, poor flexibility, equals poor form, which equals poor performance, which equals poor muscle growth. This is why I really truly stress that you stretch muscles even when they are not worked. So if you have a chest day, you can still stretch your back because even though you don't know it, your back still had some effect in the workout. And the same thing for your arms, which is why some days you can work out, say, 
you know, your legs, and then you're like, oh, man, dude, why why are my quads sore when I work hamstrings, or why are my biceps sore when I work triceps? You know, the, this is why, because they may have been activated, and you didn't even know it. There is no harm in dynamically stretching an area, even though you are not working it out. It'll actually really benefit your workout. So now that we covered a little bit about that, you know, speaking of what stretching is super, super, super important to your flexibility. But a lot of people don't know that there are different types of stretches that actually go with what you're trying to do. There's corrective stretching, active stretching and dynamic stretching. So corrective stretching, you know, it's extensible muscles, right? It's usually after a workout in order to lengthen the muscle so that it doesn't build up as much lactic acid, you know, that soreness. Corrective stretching can and will prevent soreness down the line and most importantly injury because like I said, those muscles need to be lengthened. When your blood is flowing through your muscles, it expands that muscle and if that muscle comes back together when it's not properly lengthened out, then you're going to cause, I mean, you can cause spasms, right? You can cause those nods, pattern overload. There's so many things that you can possibly do to it, but it's different for everyone, right? So you have to make sure that you stretch in the proper way. And like the biggest difference with all of these is pretty much the uh, the time that you actually spend to stretch out the muscle, you know? So for corrective stretching, usually this is when people talk about 30 seconds. So for each muscle that you're trying to stretch, you should hold it for about 30 seconds. And that seems like a long time. And it really is, you know, it get, but it gives your body that proper amount of time and like those auto, autogenic nerves to actually kick in and tell your body like, hey, Whatever this area is that we're focusing on, we need to try and repair or something's going on there. And then your body starts to figure it out. Okay, so then you have active stretching, right? So active stretching is usually about 10 seconds. And this is what you do during a workout when you need to slightly lengthen the muscles in order to perform a movement, right? You don't want to hold it for 30 seconds because if you lengthen the muscle too much and you try to perform a workout, then you're actually opening the area for injury. So it's just really quick, five to 10 seconds in order to loosen things up. You know, this is usually when you're conducting your warm out and stuff, your warm up, excuse me, warm out, <laughs> your warm up and stuff like that in order to get the muscles lengthen and then you have dynamic stretching which is like what you see a lot of the crossfit games athletes and people in crossfit doing is quick efficient movements to warm the joints and prepare them for that dynamic movement okay so when you're ever going to do big lifts or olympic lifts or you're going to be doing like benching squatting deadlifting stuff like that it is yeah it is imperative right it would behoove you to do dynamic stretching to get the body, those joints and the muscles ready for those big movements with a lot of weight. Because I don't know if you guys have ever seen anybody like overextend a muscle or like pop a joint out of place. It is not pretty and it sounds disgusting. So don't let that be you and get some dynamic stretching in. This is usually like one to two second quick movements, you know, just to get the flexibility in the range of motion. All right. Normal with like air squats or windmills or, you know, like quick quick movements in the joints. I emphasize quick, okay? Please do not mistake corrective stretching for dynamic. At no point should you be holding a stretch before I work out for 30 seconds. That will end bad really fast. And then on top of that, you have things like self-myofascial rolling or SMR, or just foam rolling for those of you who don't know, to directly take care of the muscle, but it also aids in flexibility because pressure on a muscle is actually meant to calm down overactive muscles. And it's just that you're not meant to directly roll the entire muscle. So 
to dispel that myth, whenever you're foam rolling, you're not supposed to foam roll the entire muscle continuously back to back. You're only foam rolling the entire muscle to feel any adhesions or any knots or any spasms. And then once those spasms are found, it's when you hold the foam roller there for 30 seconds with pressure, right? And that, again, is so your body sends those signals to that area like, hey, there's something going on down there. Let's go check it out. And then 30 seconds, your body's like, okay, we need to figure out what this is. And it sends like little nerve signals down there to your Golgi tendons in order to help repair that area and loosen it up. But the magic number that we've been seeing in a lot of areas is 30 seconds. And I know there's so much to flexibility, but just remember when it comes to actually being flexible, right? Don't just stretch for no reason or just stretching a little bit, just the muscles you work for that day may not actually be enough. Remember that relative flexibility. If you don't completely stretch out the muscle that you worked for that period, then you're doing yourself a great disservice. And now you're getting into muscle imbalances, right? And your muscles are gonna begin to compensate for other ones, okay? Remember, altered reciprocal inhibition is what prevents a lot of people from having those efficient workouts. And if your prime mover, that muscle that's doing the majority of the work does not have a very relaxed antagonist or opposite muscle, then it will not be able to perform its primary function. And that is when you get into like synergistic dominance, when you're having those muscles help each other out. But in order to be flexible, you really have to stretch in the proper manner. Remember, there's three different types of stretching, okay? There's corrective stretching, which is to extensile and lengthen the muscle completely. That's the ones you usually hold for 30 seconds to prevent lactic acid buildup after your workouts, right? You have active stretching, which you can do during your workouts, which are like five to 10 seconds, just to slightly lengthen the muscles to perform a movement, okay? And then you have dynamic stretching, like, I use high intensity or quick active movements um, to warm up the joints and prepare them for movements, right? And this is something you can also do during your workouts, but you have to make sure that you are doing the proper stretching for what it is that you actually worked. And ladies and gentlemen, if you pay this much attention to when you're stretching, stretching is easy and your body will love you in the long run. But ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the principle of flexibility. I hope that you learned something, which I know you all would have. Please don't forget, you know, take some notes and use this every single day because these are things that we're doing to make ourselves better as we go along. But for now, that is it. Till next time, happy get, lifting, Pride. I got six jobs. I don't get tired. I don't get, I don't get tired. Time artist, ex guard, he said grind harder, learn from every time you ever fail. If it never fail, just grind smarter. Iron sharpen, you the dag on they hindquarters, and they all acting. Rap game, I'm a Paul Bearer, kill me, get a call after. First look, it was all laughter. Kevin Gates, no small matter, made men believe when they didn't believe that.